Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy Neal, and you're listening to The Hiker Podcast. What is up there, hikers? It's Andy with the very late Ask Andy anything season three finale my goodness i feel horrible for not getting this out but thank you all for listening and thank you to our sponsors of the show of course Kanak outdoors and cs instant coffee i want to be talking about them throughout this episode this episode is just kind of a wrap-up of the of the year of the season and uh a thank you and just answering some of some of your questions that I've been asked, I, I I usually get completely overwhelmed by questions on these episodes when I ask for questions. Not so much this year. It's been it's been it's been a weird end of the year, I think, for a lot of people. And uh, yeah, it's just been it's been funky and weird. I'm just gonna let you guys know what's going on with me, what the future looks like for the show. I'm excited about what's happening and other things that are happening, um, and so on and so forth. I do want to thank the Patreon supporters, of course make this show possible the 13 of you right now lisa hannah um jf barbara mike ali elizabeth ava renee alistair mike ren and tommy who support the show week in and week out we are gonna be um re uh tooling the patreon if you are a patreon supporter if you don't know what patreon is it is a it's a program where if you like what i do on instagram on this podcast and soon and actually kind of already on my YouTube channel, you can support my work and um, give, you know, $3, $5, $10, $20 a month to support what I do. And in return, you get stickers, other things, other rewards of that nature. Uh, I'm completely retooling how I'm doing that um, because just being able to keep up, you know, there was a point where I've had a ton of patrons and then I got really worried here because we got into December. I lost a bunch. Apparently, I was reading. That's actually a very common thing. I was like, oh, no, I'm losing. It's like, no, people are just like finding where to cut back because of the holidays. And like, oh, okay, it makes sense. Um, maybe they already got the reward. Uh, if you're a patron and you haven't gotten your reward, let me know. But that is why I'm actually uh, retooling things. I'm using a Patreon's system to send out rewards. It just automatically prints a sticker and sends it out to you or prints a water bottle and, and sends it out to you because uh, trying to balance everything right now, it's just been crazy for me. And I don't, um, I don't have an assistant obviously. So, but anywho, uh, if you'd like to support um, me on Patreon, just go to the link in the description episode and uh, yeah, it'll be retooling though. Uh, we'll have different rewards. Uh, I'll be doing things like office hours where I'll just be like on an open chat and people can come in and ask me questions and pick my brain and, 
um, all kinds of all kinds of cool stuff um, that will be on there uh, as people for two people who support the show and myself on Instagram and soon to be YouTube which brings me to my next thing I am starting a YouTube channel called Andy Neal plus size hiker uh, I've talked a little bit about this I've already put out a little trailer little just how to here's me here's what I do um, you can check out the YouTube channel and subscribe to it you can like subscribe and ring that notification bell car become a part of the notification squad um, that link's gonna be in the description of this and uh, I'm excited because with this YouTube channel I will have the opportunity to talk about my journey as a plus-size hiker as a, as a, as a larger hiker um, review gear specifically for um, larger larger hikers in more of a gender neutral um, kind of way and um, just encourage everyone and everybody and every body to uh, to get on the trail if you so choose so excited about that so what's gonna happen is um, every Wednesday starting in two weeks here there will be a new video on the youtube channel and every monday there'll be a new episode of the podcast this is the last episode of the season i know today if you're listening to this when it gets released is january 3rd the next episode will come out on monday january 17th i do believe that is a holiday um it is martin luther king day i believe and the episode will launch then and uh every monday and wednesday you'll have a video and or a podcast episode coming out and i'm super excited about this year about everything that's been going on but you all are here for the ask andy anything i'll talk more about stuff as we get into the questions so i'm gonna go ahead and just open up like i said before i i I didn't get nearly as many questions as i usually do i usually get bombarded and I, i have to like pick and choose not so much this time which i was really surprising i was a little shocked like oh okay um maybe people have already gotten all their questions about me answered i don't know but we're gonna start with the first one since you've been doing a lot of sponsored posts are you worried that people are gonna think or say that you are all about the sponsorships and not hiking anymore yes absolutely that is a huge fear of mine um let's give me an opportunity to talk about that realm and what what the influencer realm looks like um in being an influencer is actually something i've been wanting to do for years and i'll just be upfront about that when i was doing my other podcast called the dcast which is now waltz apartment podcast i was working in the disney entertainment spaces and i I wanted to do that i wanted to work with brands to create content to make a living so i can do the things and work in the the realms I wanted to work in. I love film. I love Disney. I wanted to work in that realm and be able to support myself and my family doing that with, you know, sponsored content, being an influencer. And that's a name that I'm not huge on, but in today's zeitgeist and today's society, when you say influencer, generally people know what you're talking about. So it's just a term that I just use now and most most people who are on the internet who are influencers use that term as well um so yeah i'm absolutely like i love i love doing it i love working with brands and creating content and i'm I'm getting braver and more creative with the content now since 
I started doing that sort of thing. Um, but before when I was doing the Disney stuff and Disney content and movie content, the space was so muddled, um, that it was hard to stand out if you weren't living in Southern California or central Orlando or central Orlando <laughs> in Orlando and central Florida. And as much as I love and loved, um, and still do love Disney and film and, you know, it's hard with, with Omicron and in COVID now, uh, obviously. And I would still love to work with any, any, you know, movie or, or, or Disney brands. And I'm actually working on trying to get a collab going right now with Columbia and Disney and myself. And I think I've talked about it before. Super excited about some people at the certain companies have listened to my pitch on it. And so I'm hoping that maybe it can go somewhere. But anyways, um, so I started getting into hiking and immediately um, I started getting offers from random gear organizations wanting me to support their content. And it, it came early. Like it was weird at first. It was. So when I started hiking, I was still very much in Disney for you know another, you know, still doing the podcast, but then I started posting my hikes. And so immediately these small startup companies that I never heard of um, reached out to me and said, Hey, we'd love for you to, um, to use our stuff. And so here buy it on Amazon and use this promo code to get half off and then post it. And then if you sell any, it's, it's basically the pay for your own thing and use this affiliate link and maybe you'll get some kickback essentially. And that happened pretty immediately. And I was surprised and I didn't quite understand why it was happening. I actually tried it once actually twice with two different companies. What was not happy with either products. They were not good. And then I soon learned, Oh, if you want to be an influencer, you shouldn't have to pay for anything. Oh, didn't know that. Um, but as time went on, I was still working, you know, in the decast doing that and still, um, still hiking and posting my hikes I was getting a lot of different offers. Um, a lot of then th those kind of offers turned into more affiliate or just product offers. Like, Hey, we're going to send you, um, there was one that was some, some energy bars and I had them sent to me and I posted it once. Um, and that, that was payment for the post was doing the energy bars. And as time went on, um, my passion for really, Disney in the outdoors wasn't waning. It's just my interest in, in media and, and content creation had changed. So I wasn't so excited about creating new content on, on YouTube or on Instagram for Disney stuff about the parks and movie analysis for another reason is a lot of that content is very time sensitive. So if I post about a hike and about going on a hike and, um, you know, using trekking poles and using certain kind of trekking poles, that content is evergreen. That hike likely will always be there. Um, if I'm talking about a Disney movie or an event at Disney, it's that week and then the content dies. If you can even get in to um, that sphere of things, not living in Southern California or Central Oregon, it was very, very difficult, extremely difficult to do. 
But anyway, so I, I get into, I, I, I slowly just get more into hiking and just passionate about hiking. And uh, then, of course, COVID hit and there was no more movies. There was no more going to Disneyland or Disney World for me um, for a long time. I haven't, I haven't been to the parks since I've been to the movies since the pandemic. I can count the number of times I've been in a movie theater on one hand. Two of those four times, my family and I rented out the whole theater. So it would just be us. So that tells you how little I've been in the movie theaters, especially since before the uh, pandemic. I was in the I was going to the movies three to four times a week. So anywho, um, that's neither here nor there. And so all that happened, I started getting really into hiking and just was and just saw how hiking was changing me even more. I got into hiking, of course, at the, at the, um, the behest of a therapist um the year before and fell in love with it and it became just like this thing i was doing and i was just posting about it and was gaining a ton of followers um on instagram and was getting offers from companies i wasn't really taking a lot of them seriously because um it was like hey post this and do this and do this and do this and we'll give you a free you know water bottle okay well that's not worth it to me it's not worth my time i gotta i gotta pay rent i gotta do these things um, or not rent, pay my mortgage. So, uh, but then I started the podcast and I immediately was like, oh, wow, this, this can work. And I began to be approached by and approached some brands and got sponsorships for the podcast. Uh, our first sponsor was Sawyer products, which was huge. I was super excited to work with Sawyer, still love Sawyer. I'm looking forward to hopefully working with Sawyer again. And, um, yeah, we talked about their water filters and their products and it was great. And we told stories and it was, it was amazing. And then over time, uh, I began to find gear that I liked and was posting about it. And then those brands approached me. He's like, Hey, we see that you love this gear, you know, see a sense of coffee, um, can knock outdoors, of course. And began to work with, you know, those, those brands. And then, uh, I, I mean, I get, those brands approached me uh, after me, I mean, posting about them, but I get now daily, sometimes multiple requests from companies or organizations for me to, to post and work with them. Um, I turn the vast majority of them down, um, which is why when people, I do get occasional accusations like, oh, you're selling out. Um, you're just, you just want free gear and money and you don't care about the outdoors and hiking. That's entirely not true. Those comments aren't as prominent as they were when I, at the beginning of the summer, I think a lot of people have gotten to know me and they know where I stand with things. Um, and it's, it's a fear I have. Um, so yeah, I work now with several outdoor brands and I do, I do work. Like, um, I create content for them and post it on my platform. And, um, there's a few things that I have standards on as far as what I will post. Um, first thing is, will this product bring joy to people? Is it something that's positive? Second thing is, do I use this product already? If I don't use this product already, and enjoy it and would endorse it 
would this company organization product allow me to use it for anywhere from 30 to 90 days consistently until I feel comfortable with it. And then I can make a choice whether or not I want to work with them. And if they'd like me to send the product back after that point, I will. If they want me to keep it, I will. Um, Because I will not endorse something, a company or a product that I do not use or would not use myself consistently. That's just, that's a, a standard I have. So for instance, I, I am a brand ambassador for Everyman Jack. I love Everyman Jack. Uh, I was using their products before the pandemic. I, my, my son got me a, a travel set of um, their shampoo and deodorant and stuff. Cause I was going to the gym a lot pre-pandemic and I started using their stuff. And then they reached out to me. It's like, Hey, we like your stuff. We're a brand that's inspired by the outdoors. Would you like to work with us? And I, I, I wrote them back. It was kind of funny. Like, well, unfortunately I only work with brands that I already use on a consistent basis. And lucky for you, um, I do. And every man Jack's been great. They, um, use natural, natural ingredients whenever possible, recycled, recycled, um, packaging, um, most of their stuff's gluten-free, all this is vegan, love working with them. Um, so yeah. And now of course I'm working, um, as a, as a model and influencer for Columbia, I'm doing influencer work for gear only for Eddie Bauer. Um, I do pair, I'm doing apparel with Columbia and that's my bit. My big focus with Columbia is apparel and modeling and the clothes and the, obviously the plus size stuff. And, uh, Eddie Bauer, I'm, I'm working a lot with their gear and that's kind of the, kind of the compromise that came with them. Uh, I, cause I really want to keep them separate. Cause I, 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 every day on an everyday basis, I wear Columbia. I don't wear Eddie Bauer. I do use Eddie Bauer camping gear. Um, so that's like, okay, I can do that. And I can recommend this and that. So it's a struggle I constantly have and I'm constantly, worried that people are like oh and he's such a sellout he used to be about the hiking oh i'm still about the hiking um if all this went away i would still hike tomorrow uh, hiking has changed my life the outdoors has changed my life and i i get to work with brands and hike with this their stuff and get paid so I can support my family. It's such a privilege. It's the dream for a lot of us to be able to do this, create content, be able to create your own schedule and make a living to be able to feed your family and take care of yourself. And your, yeah. And so I, I don't make any apologies for it because I do the work. I'm not just like, hey, look at this cool tent, guys. Make sure you just take a link in my bio and you buy it and then click or forget about it. No, I'm very thoughtful and meticulous about who I work with, what I put out. Um, and now I'm, I'm getting to the point now where I, in, in an effort to support other creators, I am no longer taking only free product as compensation for working with outdoor brands. Um, I, it's super easy for a brand to be like, oh yeah, so we're going to, we're going to send you, we're going to send you this, um, I had one, it was a trail sauce. 
it was really cool sauce it was like a hot sauce you put on the trail the packaging was ideal for for um for backpacking and hiking and it was really cool and it retailed for like 7.99 and so they said they sent me the, they sent me the thing i'm like okay great this is early as i'm still still getting into the influencer thing and they required like all this pictures all this work for a 7.99 little package of hot sauce and i just straight up told them like um i'm not doing any more for you this is my time you know when i create media for a client which i do I don't do as often anymore because i'm doing stuff for other brands uh with the influencer gig when i when i do that i, I charge between 25 and 50 dollars an hour and all you've done is sent me a 7.99 you know package of hot sauce so I, I don't i don't take from here on out any just product as payment because i these companies the outdoor industry is a multi-billion dollar industry and it's nothing for them to send you a product and then just write that off it doesn't cost them anything the product's already made they write it off to get the advertising like it's money they don't have to take out their advertising budget um and so i want other people who want to who want to make a living doing this creating content who are creative and who are more creative than i am to have that opportunity to make a living because a lot of companies will take advantage of you if you're not careful and i can't live off free products i can't pay the mortgage and, and i get i get nasty messages back now when a company you know writes me and says hey you know we'd love you to do our stuff i'm like oh you know two things one is um i, I can't do that I, I need to be payment i had any payment um because i have to be able to you know pay my mortgage and feed my family um if there can you can you make some other arrangement i like i like what you're doing or i'd like to you know try your product you know and then we can see another thing i always say is if it's an apparel company which i don't work with many apparel companies right now for obvious reasons um, do you have plus size, extended size, big and tall, um, sizing options, which you'd be freaking shocked at how many people reach out to me where on all my profiles, it says I am a big and tall plus size model creator. And they reach out to me and the highest size they have, it goes up to is XL. And I'll be like, yeah, you don't have any options. Like, well, we're wanting in, we're wanting to get into it, but we do have extra large. I'm like, you realize I am a three X on my good days. <laughs> like <laughs> XL ain't going to cut it. XL hasn't cut it since high school. It's that. So, <laughs> it's, um, so to answer the question for the last gosh, 20 minutes or so, I do worry about it. I'm constantly worried. Not only that people will think I have sold out, that uh, people will think and that, not even people will think that I am actually taking advantage of the land that I'm hiking on, that I am not giving back. Um, one huge focus I have this year is in with the funds that I raise through Patreon, the podcast and places I hike to be able to fiscally give back to organizations that advocate for the indigenous people of those lands I hike on and for leave no trace principles um, and, and advocacy and fire as well. Um, and, and fire in, you know, fire 
education and prevention in, in holistic ways, not just, you know, let it burn or repress, 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 but practical ways that actually, you know, talk with the indigenous people land and how fire works and that sort of thing. Um, that's a big focus for me in 2022. Um, Cause it's, we, we all to a certain extent exploit the public lands we're on for just our enjoyment. You know, while I'm taking a picture of me hiking on a land and I have, you know, Canoc trekking poles and it's a sponsored post like, Hey, here's me out, you know, the, the Siskiyou, Rogue River Siskiyou National Forest. And there's a beautiful waterfall and, you know, was able to get here. Thanks to my Canoc outdoor trekking poles. I have used those lands to push these trekking poles, the trekking poles, which I believe in trekking poles that I, I, I would not and will not use or touch another pair of trekking poles. Cause they, these ones work for me. I have, I have literally split in half other trekking poles. Um, so it's a constant worry I have, but like I said, um, my, I have pretty deep, um, convictions about what companies I work with are the companies I, I use and would advocate for now. If not, will they allow me to use their products for 30 to 90 days? Do they bring joy and positivity into the world and into the environment? Um, will they, um, will they not just send me product? Um, but will they, you know, be able to allow me to make a living? Um, do they have plus size options in gear? Um, and those are, those are kind of big things for me. And so it's always, it's always a fear uh, getting into this space. And there's a lot of different opinions about how to do it. Um, I'm going on on this question. And this is why <laughs> in fact, I only have a few questions. It's probably a good thing, but yeah, so that's where I'm at with that question. Thanks for asking <laughs> next question. Wow. That was a long answer. Do you ever struggle with the UG? I don't feel like hiking head noise before a hike. Absolutely. Um, hiking. Uh, you, you get everything ready the night before, or, you know, have your day pack ready. You're like, Oh, I'm over here. I'm all over our area. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm going to get there a little early. I'm like, I know there's a trail there. It'll take me an hour to do there and back before I have to be here. And I get there or I'm getting prepped. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. It's uphill. It's that's 1,500 feet in elevation gain. It's going to be muddy. Uh, I don't want to go. But then I do it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was amazing. Um, I struggle with that all this thinking time. This, oh, I don't want to go. And then I I, I do. It's kind of like for me in, in going to the gym as well. Um which, you know, I, I go to the gym because it makes me feel good. But before you go, like, oh, I'd rather just, I'd rather just not. I'd rather, I got things to do. And then I go and I'm like, oh, I'm so happy I went. Got the endorphins. I moved my body. Um, I, 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 and I brought myself joy. And that's the biggest thing. I, I, and I just got to remind myself with, with hiking in the outdoors and camping. And yeah, you got to get everything set up. You got to plan everything out. You got to get your gear together. You got to, you know, you got to, you know, trek up, you know, this, this mountain or whatever, but then you feel so good afterwards. You're like, yes, yes. So I do struggle with that. And I, what I would tell anyone um, who is struggling with that is you're always going to struggle with that. And 
you just got to remind yourself of why you're doing it. For me, it's to bring myself joy and, and happiness and, and to benefit my mental health and the clean air and I'm just moving my body through the wilderness. It's just amazing. And it, this connectivity I have to the earth and the environment is second to none. Um, the most connected I have ever felt to the environment of the earth um, is, is when I'm backpacking and there's no water. And I'm like, there's incredible like desperation, but also connectivity I felt to the earth when there's supposed to be a stream here. It's early June. The stream generally runs through August, but because of the drought, because of climate change, because of whatever, the stream is not here. And it was supposed to be. What am I going to do? And there's incredible connectivity I feel to the earth when I'm out on the trail backpacking or hiking. So, yeah. Next question. What would you think would be a good training before um, climbing up Mount McLaughlin? I don't know. I didn't get to climb up Mount McLaughlin this year. I was going to. But smoke and fires um, prevented me from doing that. And then other situations happened. That is one of my big goals for 2022 is summoning Mount McLaughlin. I would say what I'm doing now is I'm going to the gym specifically training um, everything I'm doing in the gym is to benefit my hiking. Now, like I said, I go to the gym. I'm not a, you know, toxic, toxic gym, bro. Um, I'm not ever going to be one of those guys. I go to the gym because I love moving my body and I love getting in the water and swimming laps. Um, but everything I'm doing in the gym I'm doing to directly benefit me on the trail. Um, it's to really give myself more endurance, give my lungs more capacity, make my back stronger, make my legs stronger, make my core stronger. I'm not there trying to lose weight. I'm not there. I'm just trying to, the endorphins give me joy and I want to make myself stronger. Um, so I can go longer on the trail. I can just, you know, so a big thing I'm doing right now in the gym is the stair stepper. I've, I've dreaded that. I've always dreaded it. The most I've been able to go on uh, up until recently is five minutes in the thing before I just puff and puff out. Um, I decided at the beginning of December, I was just going to start getting on there a little longer. And so like today, I, before recording this, um, I went 19 minutes at a, a decent pace up there. And then I want to get up to 30. And then from there um, on, on the stair stepper, I'm going to put on a pack it's a little bit away and then start getting used to going up with a pack to train for Mount McLaughlin. And that's obviously stuff I would do outside of the trail. Other thing is just, just go hike, begin getting used to being, being on a hike, something like Mount McLaughlin. You're, you're talking, um, I believe it's nine miles round trip, but there's a significant 4,000 feet elevation gain. So you want to get used to going long distances. You want to get used to climbing up other inclines. So begin this, you know, Climb up other areas that have significant inclines. If you're in Southern Oregon, I'd say just start going up Table Rock a lot. You know, it's a thousand or it's 800, 900 feet. Start doing that. And then you have um, Wagner Butte. Wagner Butte's almost 3,000 feet. Go up Wagner Butte. Do Mount Ashland. Mount Ashland from the ski resort in the, in the spring and summer when there's no snow, hopefully summer. Um, it's one mile, but it's a thousand feet in one mile. You know, do that. Um, Hobart bluff, you know, there's all these, all these different peaks and 
areas you can go to, just start doing those and training your body for endurance. The biggest thing I've found on my bigger hikes is just endurance and strength. So you don't tire out and, you know, and, you know, if you get up halfway and you're like, you know, this isn't for me, that's fine too. But that's what I'm doing. I'm hoping I'm going to, it's one of those catch 22s. I want to summit McLaughlin before any potential fire or smoke happens. But right now we got so much snowpack that there's a good chance that I won't be able to get up there safely until July. <laughs> um, I actually will probably go up there with an expert. Um, hopefully he'll be very patient with me if he is listening. So um, here we go. Here's another great question from another. We have a lot of questions from former guests on here. How do you decide when to engage criticism and when to ignore, block, delete criticism? How does this differ in the virtual world than in the real world? Okay, so that's an excellent question. Engaging with the critics. There's the critics and then there's the haters. A critic offers constructive criticism. A critic sees something you're doing and like it could be better. It can, you can improve, you can do better, Andy. Um, and it could just be like, Hey, I noticed, you know, the way you're recording this, it could sound better this way. Hey, I noticed you can mix up your format a little bit. Um, Hey, your posts, I noticed you're editing it this way. The, the legitimate criticisms. Um, like one, one I got not too long ago is, um, and I started doing this. I, I, I give land acknowledgements to the indigenous people. Whenever I post, whether it's a post at Disneyland or it's on the trail, I want to acknowledge that basically everywhere in North America is stolen land. Um, and so what I would do is I would, I would have my post text and then I do my hashtags and then I do the land acknowledgement underneath that. Um, someone had pointed out to me, he's like, Hey Andy, you may not know this, but if um, because of um, um, people who are, are, are blind or, or har, um, have a hard time seeing, they use descriptive, they, they, they have um, their phone read the text to them. And uh, when you have the hashtags before the land acknowledgement, it makes it super difficult uh, for them because the, 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 um, the SAP, the, or not the SAP, the, the, the talk to the talk to text that reads the text to them. So to, to people who are a hard of sight, um, it can't, it has a hard time with hashtags. Um, so if you take the, take that and move it above the hashtags, have hashtags on the bottom, that'd be super helpful. And plus it just brings more light and acknowledgement to the indigenous people who you're, you're, you're striving to bring recognition to and acknowledge that you're on their land. That was a legit criticism. Like, Oh wow. I didn't know that. And that's a way I can improve and help more people. Um, so yeah, I did that. You have the haters. Uh, haters generally don't give a crap about who you are. They're looking for reasons to um, give you a hard time. They're trolling you. They are, you know, those, those are the comments when say Columbia posts a picture of me, Columbia sports or posts a picture of me. They, they don't follow Columbia for whatever reason, or it just comes up on a sponsor post and they say, you know, horrible things about me and my body. Um, you know, and it's really discouraging. And then they'll come up to over to my, my profile and then they'll start making criticisms, not criticisms, start making, you know, hateful comments towards me, um, going through old posts. Those people are just trolls. And I will delete their comments and block them. 
because they're not, they're not genuinely trying to help me and help me be a better influencer, podcaster, outdoor, outdoorsman, hiker. They just want to stir up trouble. Um, yeah. And I get that in other ways too. Like people who listen to the show and I'm just, I'm just going to address this. So people who listen to the show and they don't like that. I had a certain guest on because that guest advocates for um, unhealthy lifestyles. I have lost a lot of listeners and a lot of followers since I um, not only have been open starting in January of this year, really open about my struggles with eating disorder and just kind of embracing the fact that I am fat plus size, extended size, big and tall, whatever you want to call it. Um, and really getting into the body positivity and self-acceptance community. I've lost a lot of followers and listeners. I've had people who were scheduled to be on this show, but because before the recording happened, I had certain people on the show who they said, promote unhealthy lifestyles and promote was literally told promote obesity that they cannot in good conscience be on the show. And that's their right. They can say that and they can do that. Um, and I get emails like, why would you have this person on the show there? And that's been like, that's been kind of the middle ground. Cause you have people who were listening to the show before who were fans who were followers, who were supporters on Patreon even. And because, you know, you, myself, have basically said hiking is for everybody and everybody. I work with brands to have extended and plus and big and tall sizings. They see that as unhealthy and unhelpful and just bad and they don't want any part of it. I get emails from people saying, I can't listen to you anymore because you've had these people on or you, you keep talking about body positivity and you just need to eat better and lose the weight. And I'm like, you don't know my struggle. You don't know how many times I've done that. And it's come back with then some. Now I'm not saying I don't, be unhealthy. I, I have celiac disease. One thing I do for my health is I don't eat gluten because it's literally tearing up the inside of my body. Um, there's a history of heart disease in my family. I don't eat red meat. I don't, um, I eat lean white meats. I just do because I know the effect that has on my body. Um, I, uh, I go hiking, you know, in the spring and summer, two to three times a week in the winter, you know, one, <laughs> um, but I'm in the gym three, four five times a week. I exercise, I move my body. Um, and I bring on voices and other people on the show who maybe you don't agree with. And we talk about their experiences and their story. Cause everyone has a story. Everyone has an experience. Those are the people I struggle with the most. Cause they, they, they were supporters. They liked what I was doing. And admittedly, I talked early on the show. If you listen to the early episodes, I talked about how much weight I lost when I started hiking. And that was a natural thing. I'm moving my body more. I'm doing more activities. Of course, you know, there's going to be some toning that happens. Um, 
but I've also realized that that's not the goal. And I am a bigger, I am a bigger guy. I am fat, extended size, whatever. And that's who I am. And I'm going to, I'm going to realize that there's health at every size. And I'm going to, you know, I go to the doctor, I get my metrics and they're, it frustrates the crap out of my doctor when they see my blood pressure and my blood work. And they're like, oh, but your weight. And I'm like, eh, what's my cholesterol? Oh, good. Right. Oh, what's my blood pressure? Oh, great. Oh, what's my, oh, 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 okay. Um, so yeah, it's, it, my my general rule is when you have critics who are genuinely wanting to support you and make you better, then yeah. Others who are just trolls, you delete, you block. There's that middle ground of people who I believe genuinely think you're doing bad myself by embracing um, other plus size creators, um, talking about health at every size. You know what? Most of them, they, 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 they say their piece and they leave. And so I get it. I, I get it. You, you don't like that, but I've lived this experience and it being in a large body, it's hard. And, and, um, and to do that in a world where they say that you can't take up space and it's so difficult. And, you know, I've done the diets um, Noom, Weight Watchers. I've done all that and lost weight, and then the second I let up a little bit, it came back. Um, you know, got an e- struggle with an eating disorder and, and and toxic, my toxic relationship with food, and have, have, I'm finally getting to a place where I have a more healthy relationship with food. And, um, my my goal is to live a life with joy and to move my body and exercise and to eat things that are good for me um, and not worry about the numbers on my pants, letters on my shirt or the number on the scale. So that's long answer to that question. Wow. I am really taking a lot of time to get through these. Um, I'm not going to cry. Okay. Um, What has been the worst day of hiking? this year in 2021 love the podcast looking forward to more in 2022 the worst day of hiking this year was early 2021 i've told this story before i was hiking to grotto falls it was about a four mile round trip hike it's the middle of january there was no snow but um there was snow earlier this particular waterfall only comes about in the winter by early spring it's gone um it's beautiful it's gorgeous Getting there is a muddy, muddy, muddy mess. Um, has a stream flowing out of it, and it, at, at, at the waterfall. So I get to I get to the stream, and we're trying to cross um, over these rocks um, to get to to head back. Uh, I have my trekking poles. I'm scrambling over these rocks over to the stream. The water is about three feet deep in the stream. How do I know this? Uh, because as I'm scrambling over the rocks, my one of my trekking poles collapses and bends, and I fall into three feet of freezing cold water. This is snow runoff. Um, and I'm immediately soaked. My camera is completely waterlogged. I have to run out 
of this wall of, of onto dry land. I have my son with me. Immediately get all the wet clothes off. Luckily, I had a another pair of socks. I had a um another pair of um base layer. I don't know why I don't normally carry an extra base layer with me. Um undergarments and a puffy. I changed out of those. I still had the wet shorts on. I had shorts and then base layer underneath. But changed out of that, put the puffy on, and it's like evening. The sun's going to set in, in like an hour, and it's going to take us about an hour to get back in the current conditions. So I'm rushing because I know that it's going to get really cold once we get back to the car, and I don't want to hesitate. We can't take our time. We need to we need to book it um, because normal conditions, I could, I could hike it out in less than an hour, but with all the mud and, you know, everything. Um, that was a crappy day. That was the worst, my worst day of hiking. It was just miserable. But from that, I gained the partnership with Canuck. They heard about my conundrum and um, told me about the trekking poles. I purchased the trekking poles and they have been a great partner. And um, I love Gilad and um, everyone over at Canuck Outdoors and the trekking poles. I have literally, oh, I, got, I got those trekking poles. Uh, mid that week and that next weekend, I went back on that same trail and tried to break those trekking poles. I could not. And um, the, from that, I took a great picture of me in front of that waterfall. And from that point, that's kind of when things really took off for me um, in the influencer realm. The pictures went really well. And that's what I was really honest about my size and being a bigger hiker and having gear that, that can stand up to, to my size. Um, and a lot of really cool stuff ha- started happening um, from that. So, yeah, that was simultaneously – that was my worst day of hiking, but it, so much good came from it. Um, I think about other days that were just – other hikes that were just tough, you know. I remember hiking – the one I was talking earlier about uh, around the PCT and there was no water on a 15-mile stretch to Brown Mountain. No water until we got to the water pump. And I'm with my son who's, you know, you know, little guy – and, um, you know, we're, we're, he's just drinking downing water like crazy. And then we're out of water. We got an hour before we get to that pump. That was tough, but it wasn't bad. Um, it was also tough because there's so much freaking lava rock on that stretch. Oh, I hate lava rock. So, but yeah, great, great question. Next question. How do you handle people staying on table rock? If you don't know what table rock is, there's these two plateaus that are the uh, most popular hikes in Southern Oregon. How do you handle people? Stay on Table Rock, going off trail, uh, leaving trash, or bringing dogs on trail where they aren't allowed. All in all, being disrespectful in general. Oh, gosh. So, I think it's one of those things, especially on, like, Table Rock. It's the most popular hike in Southern Oregon. It's visible from all over the valley. It's where people go, like, oh, I'm going to go on a hike. I'm going to go up Table Rock. Um, Table Rock is a hike that is more difficult than people realize if you've never, especially if you've never really gotten into hiking before. Um, it's kind of, I call it a butt burner. Cause it's just, you know, it's, it's a good, it's good incline. Um, and you do see people, you know, parents letting their kids wander off trail or picking bark off trees. And, um, they have dogs up there when their signs specifically say, no dogs, $500 fine if you have a dog. 
Um, I I choose my battles. There are times where I'm, I see people like, you know, they're they're eating and they're dropping trash. I'm like, hey, you you, left, you, you missed that trash or that trash fell, or you know, you just say, hey, it's really dangerous over there. You might want to stay on trail. I never want a confrontation with anyone. Most seasoned hikers know the rules. So if you just kind of remind them, they're really cool about it. Um, it's people who don't normally go on hikes and they, they need to maybe be educated. Um, I don't know if I'm the person to do that, but I, I want these public lands to be here for everyone. So I choose my battles. If I feel, if I feel it's a situation where I could offer constructive criticism in a safe environment without causing a, a confrontation that could end badly or unsafely. I will. Um, luckily I have kids who <laughs> so many times we'll be seeing, we'll be on a, um, a, um, a switchback and then people are cutting through the switchbacks. And my daughter, warrior princess she's like why are people cutting the switchbacks it's going to ruin the trail and they're going to have to close it and do trail maintenance and they'll she'll say it so loud so they can hear it um she is bold that girl and she doesn't she gives zero you know what's about what anybody else thinks and uh so yeah i take it by case by case basis you know people are cutting the trail and there, there's been times where like hey that is really unsafe you can hurt yourself Hey, that, that's good. Ruining the trail. You can already see where it's done here. Can you please stay on the trail? Take it by case by case basis. It's it's infuriating. But at the same time, there are so many people in the outdoors now who weren't before prior to COVID that you, I, I try to show love, love and grace in all of it and understanding. Because there was a time I remember hiking in Yosemite up to, um oh, where was it? Glacier Point. I was cutting switchbacks. I was hiking with uh extended family and they were going so only city I can go ahead and I was cutting up switchbacks. I had no idea. I had maybe been on one or two hikes before that. And um yeah, that was absolutely insane. You know, I think back now and, then, and there were people who actually said stuff to me. This was in the mid nineties. Like, hey you shouldn't said you shouldn't cut switchbacks and I was just in a hurry because I had this little sixteen ounce bottle of water and I had no <laughs> there was no I'm lucky I didn't get sick. I couldn't, I couldn't, I drank that water quick. And there was like three more miles, four more miles before we get to the top where there would be water. And, um, yeah, I ended up filling my water bottle at a stream, not knowing you shouldn't do that, but yeah, take it by a case by case basis. Um, and be understanding and loving and safe when you do it. Next question. This is an interesting question. What are the best cities in the U.S. to live in as a hiker? The city you live in. Um, the, gosh, I can think of, you know, if you're talking cities, if you're talking like legit large cities, large cities, best places to live if you're a hiker, um, large cities. I would say Portland, Seattle, Reno, Vegas, Mm, thinking like legit big cities. 
Denver. Oh, Denver. Definitely Denver. Denver is like top of that. Um, that'd be my top five, like big cities to live in, like large cities. I know other large cities have hiking and things of that nature. Um, if you're talking like large metropolitan areas where there are millions of people, I would say Denver, Portland, Seattle, Vegas, Reno, um, Santa Fe, Albuquerque area. Definitely um, has a lot. Yeah, that's kind of what, what what I would say. My exposure, I haven't had much exposure on the East Coast. I've been in the Boston area. There's a lot of great hiking around Boston as well. Um, so that that's cities. That's what I would say. Areas to live in, um, I think, you know, kind of metropolitan or, or population areas. I think Portland's still on top of that list. Denver's still on top of that list. Seattle's still on top of that list. Other places I would definitely recommend Flagstaff, Arizona. Las Vegas is definitely on there, and so is Reno as well. If you love desert hiking, um, people don't realize how much good climbing and hiking there is in Las Vegas. There's so much. It's absolutely amazing. Asheville, North Carolina. Um, goodness. <sighs> Big Bear, California. The entire state of Maine. <laughs> um, Montana, Bozeman, Montana. Um, Salida, Colorado, um, Jasper, Wyoming. I mean, so many, gosh, there's amazing places to live all over fracking bend, Oregon, bend, Oregon, huge, huge bend, Oregon. I would say that's, that's another one. Um, so yeah, there's, I mean, there, there, there's, there's places all over. I mean, living in Las Vegas as well. You have, you're close to the grand Canyon and then there's Flagstaff right there. Obviously I've never talked about. So best places to live. If you're a hiker, um, gosh, we could, we could, we could rank it. I do think honestly, Southern Oregon, Ashland Medford is great. There's because Pacific, because what was, there's already a lot of great trails. You have the rogue river that runs through here, which provides a lot of great hiking, but then you have the Pacific crest trail that runs right through this area. Some great peaks, uh, I, I would say Southern Oregon, top 15, maybe, maybe top 10. It, it also depends on what you like. Do you like desert hiking? Do you like climbing? Do you like scrambling? Do you like peak bagging? Do you like, you know, just you know straight river hiking, you know, backpacking? So um, I haven't done a lot of East Coast stuff. So forgive me for that. Um, so I can't speak too much to the East Coast. I know from what I hear from other people. So, yeah. If you could hike in any state which would you choose also if you could hike in any country what would you choose which country would it be what would you choose uh any state i'm gonna go states that i haven't hiked in obviously i've hiked in washington oregon california nevada arizona um hikes in the state i have never spent any significant time i've hiked in new mexico put that out there too um I have never spent any significant time in Colorado outside of the airport. So I would love to do a lot of hiking in Colorado, get myself endurance wise, ready to do some 14ers and really knock out some 14ers. Those are peaks that are 14,000 feet high and more. Um, yeah, those, that, that, that would definitely be, um, Colorado would be on my list. North Carolina is another one. We'd love to hit up North Carolina. So, so much beautiful water and, and 
topography. Uh, Maine, another one, Alaska. So any country, there is uh, country-wise, uh, New Zealand is always New Zealand, New Zealand, New Zealand. I would love to hike in New Zealand. That's kind of like my number one. And then hike through Europe. I would love to do some some backpacking through Europe. Things about backpacking through Europe, it's really set up um, in a lot of places to hike and then go to a hostel, hike and go to a hostel. So that would be really cool to be able to do to do that. So um Anyways, favorite hike. Next question. Favorite hike of 2021. Um, so I, I did a lot of a lot of little hikes because I did a lot of um photography gigs where I had to go and hike local hikes and then you know document it and write about it. Um, so I think this year was the year of a lot of little hikes. Um the biggest hike I did was 15 miles this year, which I know for some of you are like, did I do that on my, my easy days on through hikes? I get it. A lot of hiking I didn't do because I was planning on doing a lot of hiking during, <laughs> during July and August and got completely smoked and fired out, unfortunately. Um, so yeah. Uh, favorite hike of 2021. Honestly, it has to be my, my bubble's first, Bobo, my, my son, his first backpacking trip um, through Brown Mountain on the PCT around Brown Mountain to the Brown Mountain Shelter uh, from Fish Lake. It was, it was just a great hike and it was fun and it was hard. And uh, yeah, I, I very, very much enjoyed it. So that was definitely my favorite hike of 2021. Uh, another suggestion here, do a love it or leave it for hiking gear. I might actually do that as a separate episode. So. I saw your I saw your question there, but we're getting to an hour. Gosh, I didn't have many questions, guys. I talked about a lot. Thank you, thank you for everything that you have given me. How you've entrusted me with with your time, week in and week out. The outdoors has absolutely changed me. I love the outdoors. I love what the outdoors has done for me, and. My hope is through the podcast and through my upcoming YouTube channel and posting online on, on Instagram, obviously, and, and working with outdoor brands that I would encourage everyone who wants to go out into the outdoors, let them know that they can do it. No matter who you are, where you come from, who you love, what size you are, none of that matters. The outdoors is for everybody and everybody. And uh, I hope that this podcast, through the stories I tell, through the people we have on and their stories, and gives you encouragement for that. Um, and that you can go out and have adventures, whether it's just a mile or it's a whole through hike. And we can celebrate the victories and the, and the hard times through outdoor adventures. And um, yeah, I'm grateful. Thank you so much for for um, entrusting me this last year. Um, thank you to all of everyone who follows me. Uh, you can't follow me on Instagram at Andy Films and Hikes. All the guests, gosh, I mean, I so many people have taken the time to come on this show, and I'm like, I'm, 
like to name off all the guests. Let's see if I can do it. Uh, there's Mike, Lucy, Charlotte, Kristen, Trailkeepers of Oregon, uh, Cameron, Rowan, Alex, uh, Megan, Tashion, Derek, Andrea, Gail, Drew, Elena, Allie, Bennett, Miranda, Monica, Ian, Corey, Elena, Julia, Ben, Jenny, Sarah, Ash, John, we're getting into <laughs> Francesca, Justice, Tracy, Tommy, Kayla, Christine, Mandy, Sammy, Darwin, Gilad, Mika, Maggie, Becca, Julia, Dara. Those are all our guests for this year. Um, and I'm just blown away. But each one of you who came on and shared your story, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42 guests. That's insane. Thank you. you want to hear more from me? Go to hikerpodcast.com. Also go to the description of this episode to check out YouTube channel, Andy Plus Size Hiker. You can email me, Andy, at hikerpodcast.com. If you're, maybe you want to be on the show. Talk about your story and how, how the outdoors has changed you and how you are changing the world around you. With that, guys, looking forward to 2022, which we're kind of already in. Kind of, we are. Next episode will drop January 17th. That's a Monday. Look forward to it. Um, the first video on the YouTube channel will drop on Wednesday, January 12th. That's in a week and a half from now. I'm just going to be talking about my story and talking about my hiking journey on there. Many of you already heard it if you listened to episode one of this. With that, guys, thank you for listening to the final episode of season three of the Hiker Podcast. <laughs>